Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Good morning. Smile at your neighbor this morning. Tell them, say, I'm glad you're near me today. Come on, tell them, say, I'm glad you're near me today. Man, it's a good day to be in God's house. I love, love, love this time of year. Uh, just love being able to hang out, worship with you today also, man. Just great to have you. If this is your first time at Faith Renewed, we just want to welcome you, tell you just personally how thankful we are that God sent you here today. So again, we don't take it for granted. We don't take that lightly. So Faith in New Church, would you let all of our first-time guests know you love them and appreciate them? Come on, make some noise for them. Amen. If you're joining us at home as well in our online family, we wish you were here. Really do wish you were in the room with us, but we are thankful you're at least there and able to worship together. So great. I love this. We hear testimonies and stories of just how folks are joining us. Different parts of, uh, I'm telling you, the world, literally, wild. Um, again, just where God's going, where the gospel's going. So thank you again for just helping make things like that happen. Amen. Well, if you brought a Bible today, I hope you did. Anybody bring your, bring your sword to church? Come on. Amen. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Do this if you would. Turn with me to Acts chapter 12. Come on. <clears throat> Amen. Acts chapter 12. And as you turn there, don't forget you can use the Version Bible app if you, if you like. It's a digital Bible on, app on your mobile device, and you can click more and then events there. But we're going to go to Acts chapter 12 today. I'm going to be reading a um, large portion of Scripture today. So, uh, Probably typically maybe a little larger than normal, 17 verses. Read seven last week as our main text, 17 today. So um, if you're in Acts chapter 12 in your Bible reading plan, you're welcome. You're welcome. I, I just hooked you up today. We just, we just made your day a whole lot easier, so if you happen to be there. But as you turn there, I do want to say a couple of things coming up. Um, don't forget, uh, man, I tell you, this is a special time of the year as we enter into the Easter season, uh, celebrating the resurrection. How many knows Jesus is alive? Come on, I'm talking about totally alive, hearing, hearing your prayers, praying for you, interceding. So we, we celebrate that around here, man, in so many different ways. One of the things we do, we do a spring festival. And so April 1st, on that Saturday, um, a spring festival for the whole family, friends, everyone's invited. It's going to be a good time. I'm going to be inviting those outside the church. Get connected. Be a part of that. It takes a lot of people, a lot of folks who love to serve Jesus and, and make Jesus known to make things like that happen. So if you have not yet signed up, please click that church center app. Uh, let us know. Stop by Connect. We'll get you signed up. We'll get you to be a part of that. Really, it's very invaluable that you're, you know, again, how you you stepping in and make that happen. So, again, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a fun time. I also want to say this, Good Friday. Good Friday is always a time where we gather, and uh, we typically uh, on Good Friday have a Good Friday worship night. And, um, oh, man, it's just a special time. Uh, but we're doing something a little bit different this year. Uh, if you were here 
at the end of our 21 day of, uh, of prayer and fasting, um, I, and I hope you were. If not, um, I, man, you have to watch this. And if you were here, you're going to want to watch this because you know how, how great it was. Uh, we had a live worship recording in this room on that day at, at the end of our fast. And, uh, man, just the presence of God was there in such an incredible way. Um, if you don't know, that recording is called Sure as the Sunrise. And... Uh, and I'm, I'm modeling that attire today for a reason. If you haven't got yours yet, stop by. You want to stop by, connect, connect and get one of those. But it, it's going to be a special night. We're going to be showing that night the video, a watch party of that video that was recorded that night. And so, again, you want to be here. I'm telling you, you want to be here for that night. It's going to be released um, on that day uh, in audio form and all the formats that are out there. Then a watch party online on Saturday being released on YouTube. But just... You want to be here for that. It's going to be a great time. So, again, you can come invite somebody to be a part of that. And don't forget, of course, that Sunday, Easter Sunday. Amen. Uh, This is a time of year where people are more open to checking out church. They're more open to to maybe saying, hey, yeah, accepting your invitation. Um, Because maybe you've been on them for a while. And you've been saying, hey, come join me, hang out. And they're like, no, I don't know. We'll we'll think about it. They're, they're, They're more open this time of year. And so again, we want you to invite them in, bring them in. It's going to be a great time on Easter Sunday. And uh, again, I just believe God's going to transform hearts and lives. So, uh, just, so, so tell your neighbor, help me do this real quick. Tell your neighbor, say, you really want to be a part of all these things. Would you do that? Tell your neighbor, say, you want to be a part of all of these things. It's going to be a good time. Well, I'm going to get a drink of water before I read 17 verses. <clears throat> Yeah, amen. So let's, let's read it. Let's see what happens. Um, uh, now about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. Persecution. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread, so when he, had arrest, when he had arrested him, he put him in prison, delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Do you hear that? Amen. That's, that's, we got a work to do. Amen. Love this. What a call. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison, and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. Then the angel said to him, gird yourself and tie on your sandals. So he did. And he said to him, put on your garment and follow me. So he went out and followed him and did not know that what was done by the angel was real. He thought he was seeing a vision. But when they were past the first and the second guard post, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city which opened to them of its own accord. That's cool. I just want to stop. That's, that's cool. I remember being like little and like going to like Winn-Dixie and for the first time when those automatic doors started happening. You know, I mean, some of y'all are like, has that not always been around? No, that's not always been. We used to open doors. And, uh, and, but I remember that. I remember being little and be like, 
You know, it's just like, dude, that's awesome. And I mean, this this happened. This is wild, man. Just it, it, this is just, it just on its own accord. And they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. So when he had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, and a girl named Rhoda came to answer, and when she recognized Peter's voice, because of her gladness, she didn't open the gate, but ran in and announced that Peter stood before the gate. But they said to her, you're beside yourself. Yet she kept insisting that it was so. So they said, it is his angel. Now Peter continued knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. But motioning to them with his hands to keep silent, he declared to them how the Lord had brought him out of prison. And he said, go, tell these things to James and to the brethren. And he departed and went to another place. Let's pray. Would you join me? God, we thank you. Thank you for your presence. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for the power of prayer. We thank you for the freedom that it brings. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we're going to pray even when it's hard. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Tell your neighbor, say, we're still in that series. All right, so we're in a series called When You Pray. And um, what we're learning is this, man. We're learning and looking at different prayer models, different ways that you can pray in Scripture. And, I, and I'm going to say this, and I, I thought this through before I even, even was you know, prepared to make this statement. I believe this is true with everything that's within me. I believe personally this has been the most life-changing series for me. <clears throat> for, for me. I don't know about you. If you're like, it's been okay. You know, if you're like, I don't know about that. I mean, if, if it has not been like that level for you, I want you to go back and listen to it again. I'm, when I say that, I'm serious because of the focus that has been placed on God and the focus that has been placed on spending time with him, like setting things aside, going after him, and just, just again, just seeking the face of God. And so I, I'm going to say it for me. Again, it may not be your story, but personally, I feel like I've been transformed and I, I've, I've gotten more out of this series personally uh, than anything I've ever done. And so I'm saying that again because I, I just want us to see the seriousness of this series. Again, when you pray. So again, I want you to make sure you're getting this too. So go back and listen to it. If you've missed any message, go back and listen to it again. Even if you were here, I want to give it a second try. Amen? Because I believe it's that important. Amen? Amen. Now, I want to jump in today. We talked last week about a prayer of a guy named Bartimaeus. That was fun. I had a good time preaching that message. I had a good time preparing for that message. Was I, and I was just wild. I left the, left the door wide open for you to put down what God showed you in that, in that sermon and in that message. And it was so cool. Like folks sent me those things and I'm reading. I'm like, man, God was speaking to you so clearly. That's awesome what God was showing you. It's a great story. I mean, you got a dude laying on the side of the road and Jesus comes by and Faith rises up in his heart. He calls out to God, recognizes him as a Messiah. Jesus calls him forward. Man, just saying, what do you need? And the dude said, I want to see. And poof. Man, 
and he follows Jesus down the road. That's a cool story. I love that story. Now, this message is a little bit harder. It's been harder to prepare for this week. Uh, the message is entitled, Praying When It's Hard. But this message is just as important as last week's message, just so you know, because sometimes we find ourselves here more often than we may find ourselves in a Bartimaeus situation. Amen? But it's important. Now, as also as I say that, I want to make sure you know this. Don't leave me up here by myself. All right? So y'all have a brother out, because this was harder to preach also. So again, don't leave me up here by myself. But as I looked at this story this week, I, I, I really, I prayed, and I was like, man, this is what he told me to speak on. I was kind of like saying, all right, can we do that later? Or, you know, can we look at that later? Can I blog about it and just maybe put it out that way? And he says, share this message. So as I started kind of putting these things together, there, there are several, and again, I hope you listen to the Lord and let him speak to your heart and you write those things down that he shows you. But here's a few things that he showed me. Number one is this. I want to give you three this morning. Is, is that number one is that you need to do this. You need to pray more when difficulty comes. I hope you saw that in this story. Now, we want to pray more when difficulty comes. Uh, this, this, this passage in verse 5 again says that Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Now, that's wild because this is what was happening. The, I mean, like the word, study it out. Like, it means constant in the Greek. Constant. Like, you know, something that really mean? No, constant. Like, they, they, you, they prayed more when things got difficult. This, this, this means like they were actually praying like earnestly. Like, it intensified when situations got tough. It, 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 it increased when things got ugly. I know, man, like, it's just like, Oh, man, it's just like one of those things that's kind of hard to process. But do, do you know this happens for us in the natural and even in the spiritual, like when a situation arises. When I, when I was in law enforcement, we, we were taught there's a principle. You may have heard this, that when something happens in your life, when you get put in a situation that may be difficult, that you will either fight or you will So it's like it's like this. Unfortunately, what happens way too often, too many people flee when God's called them to fight. It's wild. Like this is, and I put this down because I'm gonna read it because I'm not this smart. This is literally this is the fight or flight response is an automatic physiological reaction to an event that is perceived as stressful or frightening. The perception of threat activates the sympathetic nervous system and triggers an acute stress response that prepares the body to fight or to flee. Now we see here the church was facing heavy persecution. Like this was, this was a time like they were put, you're talking about all the neurons, all the physiological things, all the things within their mind, all the things within their spirit, all the things that were being activated when this happened. Because now we see something. The Bible says here that King Herod was now violently attacking the church. 
like violent. Do, do you understand like the picture of who this guy is? Like that this was the grandson of, of, the, of the Herod who tried to kill Jesus when Jesus was a baby. Do you understand, man? Like they tried, they've been trying to take out Jesus from day one. And in that, like they didn't get him. So they were like, man, we're going to try to stop the message. Like, do you understand, like, that's still the case today? Like, there's still, there's still today, there's trying, trying to take you out. So this has been happening since day one. And this is what they did. Verse two is tragic. It says, then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Now, I don't believe for one moment they had not already been praying before James was killed. Persecution had been going on. There had been an attack against their, their church, their body, the, the believers within that house, believers within that, that, that family that God had put together. So this wasn't their first prayer. But what happens is even though they were praying, even though something was going on, this is what happens, man. One of the brothers is killed. How I many of you don't always get the answer you're looking for? Bartimaeus was more fun, wasn't it? I know, I know, I know. But this is in the Bible. It's there for us. And it's really cool because, man, like when you start looking at this, if you start thinking about this for a moment, this was James. He was the first martyr of the apostles. Like this was the first dude. This guy was, he was like, damn, man, he was like the chosen three. I was, he was like, you, when you see Jesus calling some of the boys, yeah, you got some people in your life, man. You got a lot of people who you may be around. Then you got some people who, who, who like be really close to you. And like those are the people like, man, when you're going through something, you need to go to those people and not everybody. But you need somebody in your life. Like James was one of the somebodies for Jesus. Like Peter, James, and John were the boys, man. They were in there. They were in the middle of all this stuff. And I was just, man, this is wild. Thinking about this James who was martyred, and then I took it back. The Bible says, it's like, man, there was a, a shift that happened in James' life. Look with me to, at Matthew chapter 4. In Matthew chapter 4, this is wild. The, the Bible, you know, again, it's, it's, it's just beautiful. Again, these callings that when Jesus just calls people out from where they're at. This is their story. In verse 18, I'm going I'm to start there. This is the beginning when Jesus started putting all the people together, putting his team together. It says, and Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Makes sense. Then he said to them, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. That's always cool. They immediately left their nests, followed him, and going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nests. And he called them. And immediately they left the boat and their father and they followed him. History would record this is probably the martyrdom of, of James was probably like maybe 14 years after Jesus had died. So maybe we can take this back another three the beginning of Jesus' ministry. So 17 years before James is martyred, 17 years before that, there was an encounter. Now, 
You need to be able to look back on your life and be able to say there was an encounter that I had with Jesus that radically changed me forever. You need to be able to do that. If you have not yet had that encounter, today is the day for you. That Jesus wants you to encounter him, come to him, because you don't know what's going to happen 14 years from now. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But man, I'm telling you, he was able to do this thing, and he was going at it different. And the dude was like, these guys were hardcore. They were the sons of thunder. Like, man, that's, 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 man, you think about this guy. This was the guy. He was one of the sons. He was like, man, this dude was radical. But there came a time 17 years after meeting Jesus. He lays his life down for it. If you know, if you know your history, I kind of think about that chosen group that God would call for for the person of Jesus and invite those guys to be a part of. James was there on the Mount of Transfiguration. James was there like when he saw Jesus' face like begin to look like the sun. He, he was there like, man, when his clothes just became this white raiment, just like, man, like, and it radically transformed him forever. Like, man, I, I just, this is what happens when you see him face to face. And it was what kept him going. And I thought about it like, man, I was like, I, I just like now, after that moment happened and he lays his life down, he actually sees Jesus face to face again. And he's like, I recognize that face. I recognize that glory. I've seen that before. And man, what does that? It's an encounter. And it was wild because, man, I, I, I was reading, I was studying, and Christian tradition record, and there are many Christian historian writers who have written that at the trial of James, the dude didn't get up there and defend James. He got up there and defended Jesus. Do we do that? This is hard, I know, and I know it's maybe hard to listen, but think about this for a moment. As I was sitting there, as I read that, like he gets up in the moment of his life where he could have got up there, he could have backed out, bailed out, and said, man, he could have denied, but no, he has seen the face of Jesus and it radically changed him forever. So he gets up at the trial where he has an opportunity to maybe try to say something per to Murdoch, uh, Alice Murdoch, and try to defend himself and try to lie, try to say something, try to some y'all, who? You should know that. And, and, and just, I mean, all this stuff. And he gets up there and he, oh man, he preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ. History writers would say like there was one of the guards that was there, like who was there holding him and making sure that he didn't flee, heard the gospel message that day, gives his life to Jesus, and was executed right beside James. 
I'm like, man, I read that this week, man, as I, as I thought about that. And I was thinking about, man, praying when things are hard, when tough, tough times heal, when things are getting difficult, what do you do? And like, is there has to be more to this story. It just sort of hit me. It's wild, man, how stuff can just flood your mind and your heart when you start reading the Bible and thinking about all this stuff. And I began to think about this. Like, we don't know the story behind that guard. We don't even know what all happened in that guard's life. We don't know this. And I begin to think about this like, man, one of the disciples has to die. This happens. All this stuff goes down. What's going on? And I begin to think about this, man. You know something? He might have had to pray a mom and a daddy. That guard might have had to pray a mom. He might have had parents who was a part of the feeding of the 5,000. This is wild stuff, man. Again, I, you know, this is my mind thinking about it, but there's got to be more. So much happens and we can't, even in no way, the Bible can't put all this stuff down that happens. And I started thinking about, man, what if those parents were out there on the hillside and they hear the Sermon on the Mount when Jesus is bringing it and they go back and they start telling their son this guard that you need to meet this Jesus we met him he radically changed us you won't believe the stuff he was saying we watched him take five loaves two fish feed thousands of people you need to know him we don't know what all happened we don't know what all took place, but somewhere along this gets to the place. It gets to the moment, man, where James gets up and proclaims the gospel. He shares Jesus. He shares the message, and that guard says, I remember hearing about this guy. And the Lord spoke to my heart, listen, you never know again. You may never see it on this side, but the prayers that you pray, God's going to answer. He's going to answer. Like, he's going to move. And so, man, we see it here. And I used to think for so long, I, when I read this story, I was like, man, one gets destroyed, one gets delivered. And I thought about it, man. I was like, you know something? Both of these guys got delivered that day. Peter and James, both of them got set free. Both of them, man, laid their life down, met Jesus on the side of a beach and said, man, I'll follow you. I'll lay everything down and I'll pursue you for the rest of my life. And this is what they do. But it's tough because this is what could have happened. They were praying for protection over their people, for God to do something, his spirit to come. And they hear the story that one of your disciples, one of their brothers, is gone. But what do they do? They pray more. God, they pray more, bro. They're like, okay, I don't know, man, and this is you. Like, right now, like, if you're in one of those moments, you're going to have to fight or you can flee. The Holy Spirit wants you to know this. If you've been in those moments and you fled, it's not over. It's not too late. You're here right now. And God's doing something in your life. You have an opportunity today. So again, if you've missed it, and again, if you've looked back over your life, you said, man, I've had those moments. Tragedy is here. Things have come my way. And man, I didn't like fight and stay in the thing. I walked away. It's not over. It's not too late. What do you do now? Pray more. 
when difficulty comes. Secondly, he showed me that we have to do this, that you can have peace in the process. Like in the process, like in, in all that stuff, like the, to me, the coolest part of the story. Like this was the one, like kind of like this part's awesome because in, in verse uh, six, it says this. And when Herod was about to bring him out, like you got to know, he already knows what happened to James. He already knows that, that he went down, you know, again, his head cut off, sore, dies, all that stuff. He knows what's happening. He knows what Jesus has told them was going to come. He, he knew that Jesus is said, right? that there would be times, man, you, that this is what's going to happen. And this is what's cool, man. They're about to bring him out. So that night, Peter was pacing the floor in the chains and trying to like saying, no, please let me go, guys. Peter was sleeping. My man was knocked out. Gone cold. I mean, like just out. Like you know, I'm talking about out. Like just gone sleeping, bound with two chains. Could have been comfortable between two soldiers and guards outside keeping the prison. My boy Peter's in there knocked out. You know something? You can have peace in the process. When things get hard, when difficulties come and situations come your way, right in the midst of that, you can have this. And, and this is what the scripture says. Like they had to wake him up. Hey, guys. Come on, bro. We, we're getting you out of here. And so this, this is cool. And, and this is what we have to do. We have to trust God in the process. And, it, and it, I believe trust looks like this. It looks like obedience. That's what it looks like. It looks like obedience. It looks like, man, even when things are difficult, when things don't look like they're going to go my way, even if they haven't, I'm still going to follow you. I'm still going to trust the process. I'm going to have peace in the middle of this thing. I'm going to be obedient. Bible says that your steps are ordered by the Lord. And so this is what I, if you read this story, look at it. This is wild that, man, you start seeing steps happen in his life. Uh, first of all, I broke. Get up. Put your shoes on. I'm, I'm in prison. I don't need them. Put them on. Put your garment on. Last week we see somebody took a garment off. This is cool, man, because he's like, now put this on. Because, boy, you're about to go somewhere. You're going to need this. And, and, and he's like, put, put, put your garment on. And, and, and he just begins to take every step in obedience. I think a lot of times when we're in the prison or we're in that situation, like we want so much to be like out of that. And, and, and that's, I believe that's what God wants for you. But you know what he wants you to do? He wants you to take the next step. He wants you to take the next step. And so you see this. And this is one of those stories. This is a wild story to me because you see so many point of views. Like now, like there's a popular thing on social media like it's the POV. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Some of y'all don't feel what I'm talking about. Some of y'all, no, I don't have a clue. All right, the point of view, all right? And so they will make that real. They'll make that video in the point of view of seeing those through the eyes of the person or whatever, you know, situation that they're in. Start thinking about the point of view of Peter.
I just think about it. Think about the guards. Clueless. Think about the church. God set him free. Man, there's so much going on in this story. And this is wild. And, there, and there's some, oh man, some beautiful points that we need to think about. When you're in the middle of the situation, it's hard to see the other points of view. It's hard to think about that there's a God up there and his point of view is like, I see where this is going. Take the next step. Trust me. I see the end from the beginning. I know what's going to come. Just keep moving. And so, again, this is what we do. And we can have peace in the process. Like right now, some of you are in a process, and you ain't sleeping. And God wants to give you peace today. He wants to give you peace in the middle of the process. And I love, man, again, we see this happen in Peter's life. And, man, it was so cool. I had to do God wasn't finished with him yet. And he rakes him up, brings him forward, he sets him free. But thirdly, I want to make sure we do this when we pray. I want to expect God to work. I want to expect him to work, man. Like, man, when we're praying and when we're asking God to move and asking him to change hearts and lives, to change your children, to set them free, deliver them, heal your family. When you're praying that stuff, when you're asking God to move, when you're believing and so on and believing that God's going to move in your finances, expect him to work. Like expect God to move. It's called faith. It's what Bartimaeus had last week. It's what we see here. There's a contrast happening in this story. And I love it, man. Even the time and how God had me preach it because there's sometimes you have those Bartimaeus moments. You just know. And there are sometimes when you praying and praying constantly, but still somewhere in the back of your mind. Pray in faith. Pray expect him. Because verse 16 again says, Now Peter continued knocking. And when they opened the door, they saw it was him, and they were astonished. Like they're blown away, freaked out, man. This guy, this is, wait a minute. Wasn't we just praying for you? Yes, she was. Ta-da, here I am. Man, I mean, I was praying. Now this happens. Like this is wild because, man, this in this story, you again, you see a stark contrast. But what I love is this. And this is why it's so important. You may be praying today and the faith may be wavering, but make sure your faith is in the right place. Even though their faith was wavering, you see the hand of God move because they at least knew where to direct the prayers that they were praying. And so they were praying constantly to him. And man, we see here the power of God show up. And when he shows up and when he moves like, man, don't let that like freak you out. Now celebrate it. We do testimonies around here. We have people who share their story. And I think it's important. And when God moves in your life, when he gives you a testimony, share that. But man, don't let it be like, man, I didn't never thought that was going to happen. Because God's going to show up. And there's some of you like, man, praying for some situations. You're like, man, I don't know if that'll ever happen. God's like, watch and see. Watch what I'll do. Watch what'll happen, man. And so, man, think about it. Peter walking up to the gate, walking up. He said, man, these are the guys been praying. I want to make sure they see it. And they goes up. He knocks on the door. Rhoda comes running to the door. And she's like, who is it? It's me, Peter. 
that is all. And she runs back. Don't even open the door. That's a wild story right there. She runs back. They're like, man, you've lost your mind, Rhoda. She's like, no, I heard him. And he knocks again. And they open the door. Do, do this. Don't be surprised when God moves. But be in awe of that. There's a big difference. And, and I was thinking about this, and it was just like, man, and again, a little faith directed in the right place. They, they, they were shocked. And again, sometimes, man, I believe this. There are going to be some things God's going to do in your life, man. In the natural, at first, it's going to be like, what? Wow. God, that was awesome. Didn't know you could do that. But if that happens, do it this way. Be like, man, hold on. But you know something? I stand today in awe of you. This word awe, man, it's just been on my heart. And I was thinking about this word this week. And uh, the, the word comes, man, it's just like this is, this is what it means. Just definition. It's a feeling of reverential respect mixed with fear or wonder. And we throw the word, man, God, you're awesome. And, man, that is awesome. And this, but man, I want to stand in awe. And what God's going to do in your life, you're going to stand in awe of it. You're going to stand back again. Don't let it astonish you, but let it put you in a place of life. Man, God, you are so good. You did do exactly what you said you would do. And I trust your promises. And I want you, if you would, to stand. And there's, there's, there's a, again, there's so many point of views. There's so many ways I even could have preached this message this week. And so many ways. And again, I hope the Lord is speaking to you and you're hearing from him clearly yourself. A prayer. But I also thought about this this week. One of the things that we've been praying for, and we're seeing God do it, is that we're praying for an outpouring. We're praying for an awakening. We're praying for freedom. We're, we're praying for, for all these things. And I, as I thought about that this week, if you, if you again, you look at the story, Peter, that representation, the one again who preached that gospel message, Thousands saved. Powerful, powerful ministry. I believe a great representation even in the church and the early part of the gospel being proclaimed to the world. Part of turning the world upside down. Wild. He was in prison. He was asleep. And he was in chains. Again, Peter's point of view, he was asleep, chilling. There's also people sleeping today. As a part of the church today still asleep. God wants to wake them up. They're still part of our church. People who, again, who are part of faith renewed, still in bondage, and God wants to set them free. There are people in prison, and God wants to deliver them and open up the chains and, and open up the doors and then walk out in freedom. Some of them are your family members. And today God wants to do that in hearts and lives. So I'm just going to ask you just to take a moment, bow your heads, close your eyes. First of all, like if you're, in, if you're in the process right now, that's you. If you're in the process right now, you maybe feel like, man, like you're, you're there. Or you're like, man, this is where I'm at. I'm in the process. I need some peace in this process right now, man. That's why I need some peace in this process. I'm in the middle of it. And you say, man, would you pray for me? Would you do that? Just as heads about eyes are closed. I just want you to lift up your hand right now towards heaven. Yeah, come on, lift it up high. God bless you. Yeah, God bless you. See several hands around. Like you're in the process. 
Listen, God wants to give you peace in that. He wants to give you peace in the prison. He wants to give you peace where you're at. He wants you to sleep. But he doesn't want you to stay there. He doesn't want you to stay there. He wants to pull you out. So I just want to declare peace over this room right now and over you. Father, I declare peace in this place, Lord. Peace in the process. Peace in the prison. Lord, right where they're at, bring that peace to them, Lord. Give them trust today. Lord, let them believe today you're going to move. You're going to change their heart and life, Lord. And God, I also ask and pray right now, Lord, that you'll begin to just let faith rise up in their heart. Lord, let faith rise up in their heart right now. And then we're going to pray even when it's hard, God. We're going to watch you move. We're going to see you work. And Lord, we're going to stand in awe of you, God. We're going to stand in awe of your presence and your power and your work today, Lord. Yeah, we love you, Jesus. Yeah, there's several hands that are raised. Also, like, if, if you're doing this right now, like, if you're praying and you're believing and you're asking God right now for that awakening in this church and in the church of the living God, if, you, if you're praying for a revival to be released, if you're praying for an outpouring, for chains to fall off, I just want you to lift up your hands right now. And would you begin to pray that? Yeah, would you begin to pray that? Yeah, right now, begin to pray that. Yeah. Now, for some, this is where you're at. Like, you're like, you want to pray, but it's hard. God's calling you to step out in faith right now. Begin to just, right now, just call on Him. When you pray, it's called when you pray. Yeah, when you pray, you just begin to right there where you're at, move. Ask God to touch. Yeah, come on. Come on, right now, just. Whew. Come on, we declare chains falling off right now. Awakening happening right now. Mm, people to trust the process right now. Many layers and levels to this altar call right now. Many layers and levels to the, till right now what God's going to do because people are at different places in life right now. Hmm. Worship team's getting ready to minister in song. This is what I want us to do right now. We believe in the power of prayer here. We watch God move. And this church prayed constantly. The church prayed constantly. They prayed earnestly. They didn't stop when it got hard. So right now, if it's hard, if things are going hard, things are difficult right now, we're going to pray. We're going to watch God move in your life right now. We believe that right now. If you need prayer for any reason at all, as the worship team gets ready to minister in song, I want you to begin to come. If you've lifted your hand at any time during this altar, you should, you, that call, you, should be, you should be coming. Come on, just come. Yeah, just come. Prayer team, just begin to move right now. Prayer team, begin to flow right now. There's going to be some prayers for healing. There's some prayers right now for deliverance, prayer for victory right now, prayers for awakening. Right now, if you've lifted your hand for any reason, just come. And we're just going to end this service in worship to the Lord and prayer and praise to the Father right now. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, go ahead, Charlotte. Say this. Good morning. 
Um, I wanted to share something with you because the whole time Pastor Terry was speaking, um, it just kept resonating over and over in my mind. Um, Pastor Terry kept saying parents praying for their children. Children and young folks, you should be praying for your parents. My dad was in his late 60s. We prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed, and he got super sick and ended up in the hospital. Pastor Terry came and prayed with him, um, but he still wasn't at a place where he was ready to accept God. So seven or eight months went by. He got super sick, put under hospice. The nurse came in and said, Mr. McAbee, you've got to make some choices. And um, he always referred to Pastor Terry as the man who prayed. And he asked me to call the man who prayed. So Pastor Terry came and he prayed with my dad and all my dad could say was Jesus. But we all know that it is for whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So um, four days later, I sat with my dad and I had to tell him, it's okay for you to go meet Jesus. I'll be okay. So don't give up praying. If you take nothing else away from this, don't give up. We spent years praying for my dad, years. Don't give up. Young people, you need to be praying for your parents. They have it hard. They're raising you. They're trying to take care of you. Pray for them. Come on. Amen. God is good. He answers prayer. Not always at our time, but he answers a prayer. Praise God for that. Amen. If you need prayer any reason, come as a worship team minister. Thank you, Charlotte, for sharing that. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org. <laughs>